Welcome to On The Real. I'm Tara Kirby, alignment business coach, educator, creator of The Dream Method, and founder of Dreammaker Society and The Dream Coach Academy. I'm a wife, generator, mom, cancer sign, soda-loving, recovering people pleaser, and I am your ultimate hype girl. I am here to guide you to your dream life and business. Get ready as we get real and pull back the business curtain to share tools, experiences, and the nitty-gritty, not-so-pretty, of building the life and business of your dreams. Let's get real, shall we? Welcome back to On The Real. I am your host, Tara Kirby, and I have one of my very good friends on the podcast today. Jane is a, I would say like an Instagram friend turned client turned real life friend. Um, And I'm so excited for her to be here today to share part of her journey and the nitty gritty, not so pretty of building, well, like the human experience, really. We're really getting down to it. The full ass human experience. Jane, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, So I'm Jane and really our relationship started because I was fangirling Tara super hard and was like, oh my gosh, like she helps all these stylists get to the next level. And I had already been 10 years into my Um, profession as a hairstylist. And I was like, I need to get to know this woman. And so we ended up at that event together. And um, I was like, I'm just staring from across the table because you, I think you're at my table. Please. I was staring at you. Jane is literally, okay. Taylor and I were actually talking about this because so like, we're just going to get into it. Like it's like Jane and I've been talking on the model day. So here's the thing. (laughs) Jane is, she is a hairstylist behind the chair. You're also like a course creator and Taylor, my assistant has been helping you build your course behind the scenes. And we got your new brand images and we both were like sitting here drooling and talking about how fucking beautiful Jane is, (laughs) which I'm like, you guys are like, this is a podcast. I can't see her. So please go over to her Instagram, stalk the hell out of her and see how beautiful she is. Cause I was staring at you because I'm like, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. How can I talk to her? (laughs) Photography does that, you know, bright lighting. What even ever. (laughs) But so I was staring. I mean, you had this like aura about you that was like so confident, so business minded. Um, And I just like knew that I needed to pick your brain and that I needed to get to know you and that I needed to like have you as my mentor to move forward in what I was wanting to start, which I didn't know what that was at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so actually still like, am not totally sure. So here's the reality. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing either, <laughs> which I think is like so cool. I feel like I'm continually having these conversations with people because I think we oftentimes just have this idea that it's like, okay, once I figure out this, then I'll be able to like chill or then I'll have made it or then like, yeah, that's, we're always working for a journey, but then along this journey, we find new paths to explore. And so I feel like it's a continual, like 
what do I want to do now? What am I doing? Well, I don't know. Let's figure it out. Right. Like one foot in step, one foot in front of the other. So Jane and I met in July. And the reason I know it was July is because I specifically remember being at that event, um, with that company that no longer exists, exactly. to them, but, <laughs> but it brought us together. Um, it was a good idea. It was it a really great idea. And you know what? It, just it, had already, it was already made. Yeah. And you know, if the app developers would have just listened to me, things may have continued to go on, but it's fine. (laughs) Like basically what I want you to know is if you listen to me, your life's going to be great. If you don't listen to me, your company is going to default and not exist anymore. Neither here nor there. But Jane and I met in July of 2021. I was speaking and leading a meditation at this event and it was specific to hairstylists. And if you guys don't know by now, I attract a lot of beauty professionals. I myself was a beauty professional. I retired. I think that's why. Like oh, 100%. You have to understand the game to be a coach of the game. Uh, absolutely. Which you is know? why like I've, <laughs> the amount of different businesses that I run, that's why I can work with so many different people. But like I was a hairstylist behind the chair for eight years before I retired. And I was invited to speak at this event. And I was like surrounded by all these awesome beauty professionals. And I'm no longer a beauty professional, nor was I when I went to that event. And you and I started talking about like where you wanted to go and everything that you had accomplished up until that point in your career, because you've been doing hair behind the chair for how many years now? Uh, 13, 13 years. Yeah. So at the point it was like, yeah, 12, Mm -hmm. 12 or so years. And you knew you were ready for your next level. Yeah. Cause if, if you're a hairstylist and if you're not, here's the thing, the world of styling is such a beautiful place to be. And also it wrecks you. Yeah. It wrecks your body. You're like continually serving. It can be a total mind F like trying to figure out how to serve and also like serve yourself. I feel like oftentimes, and we do this as women too, where we just kind of like, we give to everybody else without giving to ourselves. And then we're like, Oh, why am I feeling like I am unhealthy? And why am I like, why is disease coming into all these different things? You're at the bottom of the list, right? You're like last, the last one to get served. Yeah. Well, and now I feel like you're, you've shifted in your life and in your business over the past like year and a half that you've been in my world. So Jane actually came to our dream coach certification retreat. It was like the first retreat we ever did for a dream coach certification. I didn't know that. I Uh didn't know it was like, I was a pilot. I'm going to you were, you were the OG. We had like a mini pilot retreat, um, before that with like people who had gone through our program before, but you were like the first round of our coaches who went through our retreat experience. And I would love to know what was that experience like for you? Oh my gosh. It, um, it was so much growing that I, I was just quiet and took it in and everybody was just like, Jane doesn't talk. (laughs) Like I am just here with like open hands and open heart and just like ready to receive whatever I was supposed to get out of it. And obviously like God had led me to that point. And, um, and so I was just like, I am just here ready to receive and ready to learn. And there was the thing is when you put a lot of stylists in one room, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really strong personalities. 
And although I have somewhat of a strong personality, I definitely pull back and I don't compete to, Mm -hmm. um, be the strongest in the room. And so in those moments, I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and just take in everything that everyone else is saying. And I'm just ready to learn. Um, so overall I remember, yeah, I I just absorbed everything. I was a total sponge. And when I got home, I was like, I'm going to die. I'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) because you know, you're like emotionally just absolutely. Yeah. You've just like maxed out your brain, Mm -hmm. your emotions. And we did so much meditation and we did so much like thinking and, and coaching, we did like practice coaching. And so even that in itself Mm -hmm. is like a lot of energy as well. So, yeah. um, but it was a great experience. Yeah. So I would love to know like how, where are you at with all the things now? Cause it's like our journey, we've been together for a year and a half and I feel like both of us have lived like so many different lives in a year and a half of life. And so it's like looking back of like where we met at that first experience and then like me having the honor of being able to support you through the retreat experience and then fast forward. I mean, it's been a year and a bit since you came to the retreat experience. Where are you at right now in your life, in your business? Like, what are you working on? So actually when I went to that retreat, I was pregnant. And then, um, pretty soon after that, I miscarried for my very first miscarriage and I was at 12 weeks. So that was really challenging. Um, but I think I learned a lot through that. I learned a lot about compassion Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot about what I value and -hmm. what I truly value is time with my family. And so at that point I was like, all right, I'm going to, um, begin building my team. I just had a three chair studio and I was like, okay, I'm going to start building my team. And, um, it kind of, it, 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 it wasn't totally planned. Um, but I got a really good assistant who had been assisting for two years previously. And I was like, you know what, like you could be our lead trainer and just start assisting these girls. So that's actually what I was up to the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. I was building a team. I had a team of five. Um, we did amazing. We did really great numbers, but the problem for me was I thought I was creating more time with my family because if I could funnel these clients and kind of step away from the chair, then I could make the same amount of money. So this is what I thought. I thought I could make the same amount of money with more time with my family. But do you you know what actually happened is on my off days, I was doing so much admin work Mm -hmm. and marketing for them. Mm-hmm. and pouring out so much money in, um, in products and support for them. Um, and so it actually wasn't fulfilling mm-hmm. that dream that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to step away from that and to go back to just me and mentoring, um, just my current assistant. So I take on one assistant at a time I'm like back, I've simplified things again. And then I have more energy to give to my coaching clients and to put into my courses. Yeah. So I think that a team can be for certain people. Um, I think if you have the right support, I totally think it can be successful. 
Mm. For me, it's, I learned so much and I'm so grateful for that. And I had some really fun girls who I still keep in really close contact with. Um, but it wasn't the right fit for me right now. I mean, you know, my husband's in medical school. Mm-hmm. And so anybody that knows anything about medical school, <laughs> you know, that like yeah. time, if someone is in medical school, like they don't have a ton of free time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of wanted to be, have more availability totally. to, uh, be open for when Justin, my husband, like was off and he yeah. had more time. I just needed yeah. to like be able to take advantage of that moment because there's not a lot of them. Yeah. And I think like, not just like time availability, but like emotional availability and energetic like availability and all of the, like, (laughs) excuse me. Um, like talking about the space of leadership and leading a team, I would love to like dive into this a little bit because I think oftentimes we do think, Oh, when I have the Um, when I have the team, when I have the assistants, when I have the people helping me behind the scenes, that's going to give me so much more time and bandwidth and energy. But when you get into it, and especially if you don't have the right players Uh in the space, I always talk um, to my clients and I talk to Taylor about this a lot too. It's like, when it comes to bringing people into your space, there's options and there's solutions. And so when we're bringing people into this space of leadership, yes, like anyone could be an option. You could hire literally anybody, literally if they're, not, if they're not the solution to your problem yeah, or what you think your problem is, right. They're actually going to create more problems. <laughs> they're going to actually take more energy from you, whether that's training them for a longer period of time, or you get to a point where you train them and you're like, what the fuck have you even been doing? Like everything we've been doing, it's just not the right fit. And I think there needs to be a, like a stronger conversation around that. It's not about hiring people because you're growing. It's about finding solutions to the desires that you actually want. And that's not always a team. Which is really challenging within the beauty world because someone can have a great great personality. They can be really fun and really great, but like actually really suck at their job, mm-hmm. which I low key ran into that. Totally. Um, and you know, when you're in that busy environment and you have your own clients to take care of and you have your family to take care of and you have other girls you have to take care of, you don't have time to hold hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really think, and this is something that I actually have been coaching on recently. People saw that I grew my team and wanted to know how to do the same. And I think that it all goes in with first your questions that you ask during your interview yeah, and then have a trial period. And mm-hmm. I don't mean like a week long, I mean like two to three to four week long trial period where yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, no, this isn't working out or yeah, you're awesome. We want to bring you on full-time. We're going to back pay you for that trial period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something that we've integrated with us as well. It's like, every time we bring in a new player, it's like, okay, you're going to get a 30 day trial to see, because for me, energetics is so important. I'm like, and you can, you can read the room and I mean, people can answer questions in an interview to like, 
look the best and to be the best, but it's not until they get into your actual energetic space and you're seeing how they're working and seeing how they're going day to day. So we have a 30 day like trial, like, Hey, we're going to bring you on, see how it goes for 30 days. And we're just going to know that we're going to pour in and train you and support you in that place. And then after that 30 trial, then we move to 90 day reviews to where it's like, okay, for the next three months, we're just going to see where you are, like how you're growing, where do you fit? And I like to keep it. And like, I know our businesses are different because you are behind the chair now. And the girls that work for me, like they're doing admin and they're doing like communication with my clients. And I know that yours probably do that as well. Your assistants probably support with like the client communications and they're actually physically in the space with your people. Like it has to be an energetic match all around. And it could be the best person. They could be like the hardest worker, but if they are not the vibe or the space or the environment or the community you're wanting to create, it's just not going to work. Yeah. And a big part of that is customer service. Like if mm-hmm. they don't know how to communicate to the customers mm-hmm. in a professional way mm-hmm. um, and, and problem solve without getting everyone involved, Yes. then yeah, it's probably, you're probably not a good fit. If you have to make excuses, if you leave halfway through the day, just because you need to get your lashes done or something like that, mm, like yeah. you're probably not a good fit for really any salon because yeah. like, <laughs> I think that hard work has left. Mm. It's left. Like people just are expecting to get everything right now. And I'm like, the, the days of like, climbing the totem pole are not over that's just Mm -hmm. how the world works and like unfortunately social media doesn't portray it that way Mm -hmm. but like hard work is definitely involved in the equation for to equal the solution absolutely and here's the thing about hard work that doesn't mean slaving away for 60 hour weeks and like putting your mental emotional and your physical self into a bad position it's actually like focusing on your craft, whatever your craft may be, and getting really, really good at what you do and allowing yourself to grow for an extended period of time. I think, and especially in the beauty industry, I feel like a lot of people, like they graduate from hair school, right? And I'm like, this this is just my perception of what I see working with stylists and like having conversations and still having my foot dipped in that world. They graduate hair school and they're like, okay, cool. In six months, I'm going to have a full clientele and I'm going to be making six figures. And I'm like, bruh, you could, right? You could, depending on how hard and how focused you are in building your business or you couldn't. Like it could take you two years or three years or six years. But also I think at what cost? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that if I could say anything to the girls coming out of school, just know that like, you're going to have to put the grind in. Mm-hmm. I assisted mm-hmm. twice in my career, mm-hmm. like twice, two yeah. separate times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go back to assisting again, just because you learn so much. So if you can be the humble player mm-hmm. in the game, yeah. Then you will go so much farther, right? Like the turtle, the slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. Like if you can be patient and just learn as much as you can in those moments. And if you don't feel like you're learning from uh, the person that you're helping, it's probably not their fault. Mm. Mm. I love that. You so might much. not be asking the right questions. Yeah. 
you might be thinking that you're better than them. Mm. And if that's the right, if that's, if that's how you're feeling, then you need to like get out of that situation and find another one. Absolutely. Um, because I'm not sure if you can like get over that. I think but, that, I think that translates into mentorship as well. hundred percent. Right. Like looking at it, whether you are assisting behind the chair or you are hiring a mentor, like to get them, my clients who get the most out of working with me, they're the ones that are actively asking questions. They're not sitting back waiting for me to teach them. They're being proactive about their experience. And if you are in a space where you're working with a mentor and you aren't getting what you want, okay, ask better questions. And if it really doesn't feel like it's the right fit, have a conversation with your mentor to see if maybe there is a space that you are not connecting with them or understand how you can best be served by them. Yeah. Has that happened to you? What do you mean? Like, have you yourself had a mentor that you felt like was like, just not a good fit or like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I worked with a coach for six months in 2021. And I think this was when I went to the retreat. uh Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I shared some of that experience because where I am supporting and helping women step into conscious leadership and be coaches, I think me having this experience was actually really beneficial for me, um, as a client and also to be like, Hey, this was my experience. Maybe don't do these things. (laughs) And also I know, so the experience that I had, I, I feel like my coach was not invested in my growth. Oh, that's so hard. Which, and, and part of it is I, when I invested, I don't think I was invested in my growth. And what I mean by that is I invested in a scarcity mindset. I'm like, oh, working with her, this is going to solve this problem that I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Being in her energy, being in her proximity, like just being right, because we're we're fed a lot of that as well. It's like, oh, just be in that coach's energy. And I do think that there is probably like feeling a lot of imposter syndrome. Totally. And a lot of pressure for where I was headed in my business. And so then you just like pulled the trigger. Oh yeah. I made the investment. Yeah. I feel like I have noticed this trend in myself as well. If I am feeling in like that scarcity mindset or like feeling, um, imposter syndrome, I will make these really irrational choices. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of them are surrounding money and I'm like, gosh, Mm -hmm. damn it. Like maybe that wasn't a great choice. Yeah. And whether that's just like buying these pants that I don't need, you know, because, you know, they make me feel better in the moment, Mm -hmm. you know, even Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. But I think, um, being, like you said, conscious about your decisions Mm -hmm. and like your state of mind, I feel like you should never make decision when you're in a scarcity mindset. No, no. Which is why I have gotten to a point when it comes to supporting those who want to work with me. Like I have such a qualifying process right now where I will have a conversation. I'm like, where are you? What are your struggles? What are your stresses? Because I never want to be someone's scarcity investment. Mm. I never want to be someone's 
knight in shining armor that just by working with me, their problems are going to be solved. And you should probably know, like, if you're in my world at all, you're probably going to know, like, I'm not going to solve your problems. I'm going to challenge you to solve your own damn problems. And I'm going to guide you and I'm going to support you. And I'm going to give you the tools that you need to be there. But like my messaging around my coaching, it's like, I'm not here to solve your problems. I'm here to show you who you are so you can figure it out yourself. And I don't think I necessarily have always had that messaging. And I don't think I've always been that mentor. I think that people have invested in me from a scarcity standpoint in the past. And I could tell how our coaching container was manifested in that way, how they would show up on calls or how they wouldn't ask me questions and they would just sit. And I'm like, what do you want from me? Right. And so having that investment for myself, it kind of helped me to see, oh, I never want to be that for someone else. And also I want to support the coaches who come through my certification program to know how to not be that for their clients as well. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's not good being on the receiving end of that. And it's also not being like, it doesn't feel good being on the giving end of that feeling like you're someone's saving grace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really tough. That's like a tough place because I do feel like when people hire you, yeah, they look to you to solve their problems. Like mm-hmm. one question I've gotten during discovery calls um, is to like, well, so how much am I, can I project to make while working with you? And I'm like, what's my ROI? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, well, it's however much effort you put into it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really not dependent upon me. Mm-hmm. And so in that question, I was like, maybe we're not a good fit just off of that one. And it's too bad. Cause I'm like that whole conversation. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can help you with this. I can help you with this. Like, this is going to be so fun to try to yeah. plan this out and to launch this course. And then at the very end of the conversation, that's what was said. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, yeah, I don't know. And <laughs> like, And when I'm presented with that question, because I get that question too, it's like, oh, what's my ROI? I'm like, I can tell you what the people that I have worked with have created. I can tell you what happens on average. I'm like, but at the end of the day, why are you more worried about your financial ROI versus what you're going to gain emotionally, mentally, and spiritually? Yeah. Something really interesting that Kenzie Madsen, um, I think it was on her stories or something. She said, her most expansive experiences were with coaches where she actually didn't make more money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I was like, why is this not the way that we're looking at Mm -hmm. coaching? You know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can tell you why it's because there's a lot of coaches out there that are using money manipulation to get clients. Yeah. Right. Like they're talking about, Oh, my client's doing this. My client's doing that. And that is awesome. What about your other clients that aren't creating that? Where are they at? Where's their growth? Where's their expansion? Yeah. So something that I'm specializing in right now is actually uh, a financial coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I am from Jewish descent. And so my husband says, like, that's the reason that I, first of all, attract money. And then secondly, is the reason that I I like, like money and I like to, I like accounting. I like saving. Mm -hmm. I like all of those things. Yeah. Um, I think it's a tricky position. Um, but I think that all I want to do is just share 
how I've set my business up and how I've supported my family doing Mm -hmm. these things and like how, because anybody can do this if you make the right moves and you put the right effort in to the right places. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just so interesting, like that coaching world, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And like that, it's like you said, I mean, years ago during our certification, you were like, it's the wild west. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand it until I got more into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, yeah, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. And the coaching industry, the mentoring, the online education, it's just going to continue to grow. And there are going to be people who are continually popping up as a coach and they have their own experience to go off of, which that's how I started my coaching business. I started my coaching business without a certification. And once I got into it, I was like, holy shit, like, what am I doing here? I don't actually have the credentials to be able to support people in the way. And it wasn't even the credentials so much as it was the experience of understanding when you cross the line, when you are moving into a space of, okay, now we're dealing with emotional, um, emotional struggles or more traumatic experiences that I was at the time, not equipped to support in. And Mm -hmm. the cool thing about the coaching industry is anyone can be a coach. The hard part about the coaching industry is with anyone being able to be a coach, how can you weed out those who are coming to support in a conscious way and those who are kind of just trying to make money. Oh yeah. Right. And and that's something that I learned, like money cannot be your motivator, Mm -mm. but really for any, any passion that you're in. Yeah. I've definitely had that doing hair behind the chair. Like there were I've gone through so many seasons of burnout and then passion, burnout and passion. Yeah. Like it's like this like crazy cycle. Luckily I'm in a season of passion yeah. and it's crazy because you actually attract way more money when you're in a season of passion. Mm-hmm. If you create just for just to create, um, I really, I, I've really started to identify with my IG handle. <laughs> yes, you have, <laughs> but I like, it's a core value of mine for sure. Mm-hmm. It's creating. Mm. like whatever that is like creating a safe space for people creating love creating light creating um beauty right that's what I do behind the chair and like if you just put yourself in a space to create and for me right now I'm like in a space of creating joy and rest Mm. and like I have moved into this beautiful studio that is just one chair so it's kind of moved away from the chaos of my tiny three chair studio because there were days where we had two assistants and all three stylists there and it was bananas yeah yeah and so now I'm in a space where it's probably a little less square footage but it feels like way more space because um it's just me and my assistant in there yeah and so we can create a lot of beauty and Mm. like I it's been a long time since I like sat and cried with a client Um, but I've had a lot of my clients have tragedies lately and Mm -hmm. I have been able to emotionally be there for them and to really have empathy and to feel that what they feel and touch them, Yeah, you know, and, and it's just in a way more intimate space, Mm -hmm. being able to create that has brought me more joy. Yeah. 
And so I feel like if we can just eliminate this idea that of chasing the money Mm -hmm. and really get down to the core of why we want to do these things. Like Mm -hmm. when I have a person come to me and tell me that they want to be a coach, I'm like, well, why do you want to be a coach? Yeah. Is it to make more money? Because you're not going to find happiness in it. You're just going to exchange that energy that you're wasting doing whatever else you're doing. Yes. That was your passion. Yes. Into this. Yeah. And you're not going to find happiness in it. It it is that conversation to where like, of course I talk with a lot of people who want to become coaches because that's what I do. Right. I (laughs) become coaches. That is literally my business. But in that space, it is the conversations where it's like, okay, like, why are we creating a coaching business? Well, I want another stream of income. Well, let's talk about other opportunities for you to be creating other streams of income because truly like, yes, coaching can create a stream of income. Like that is my main stream of income. And I also was super passionate about helping people. And that's what has created the success in my coaching business. Like there was a reason that I went from like building my coaching business, having a full clientele within six months is not because, well, yes, I did need the cash flow, right? I was in a position to where I was like, okay, we're in a lot of debt. I want to be able to make money, but it wasn't the money that was fueling me. It was working with the right people and that beautiful energetic exchange that happens when you are come to it, when you do come to it from a place of purpose and passion versus, well, this has to be the thing that works. Yeah. And to be completely honest, when I got into it, it was, that's, that's exactly what it was, Mm -hmm. but I've learned so much in this past year. And I think even just coaching those girls that I had working for me, yeah, I think I used more of Mm. that coaching certification in that those times. And I learned how emotionally draining it can be if you are not using your tools in the right way and protecting yourself from that drainage, but also like how, how great it is like to watch someone else succeed and to be a huge part of that. Absolutely. Like they're truly, of course, I love to celebrate my own success. And I think also like, I want to bring some awareness to that because I think oftentimes we are too afraid to celebrate our own successes because it makes us look like X, Y, or Z, but Mm. being able to celebrate your own success and know that celebrating other people's success and seeing everything that they've been able to create is just a testament to what you've been able to do for yourself and how you've been able to pour your energy into them and celebrate with them, I think is such a beautiful thing. I think so moving into like where our coach certification program is going. So we've completely dropped a few of the ways that we have certified coaches because we have found a lot of our coaches are using the tools for their own teams. Even in like their own relationships, their relationships with their husbands, their children, right? Like their teams, whether it's working behind the chair or one of our coaches has a team of 10 employees. And she's like, I don't even actively coach anymore with clients. I'm just coaching my team. And we've found how important those tools are because if you're a leader, you're coaching, whether you're wanting to coach or not, you are put in a position 
to coach, to lead, to mentor, and having those tools to support you so that you can continue to create your own alignment. So it goes back to what we were talking about so that you aren't the last person who's being poured into so that you can have everything you need to pour into your team. And then that way you can support them in their growth, in their evolution, and you can celebrate them as they graduate from working with you onto the next step of their career, which I think is so cool as leaders and conscious leaders specifically being able to celebrate the growth of others and also simultaneously celebrate that we have been able to be a support in that growth. Yeah. It's the same like type of nurturing as you do for your children. Mm -hmm. Truly, you know, like you learn, you learn so much from them as Mm. well as them learning from you. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of feel like, yeah, it's that, it's that same type of expansion in those relationships. I feel like that's what makes a good leader, right? Because not all leaders are leading in that way of expansion and growth and leading from a place of love, right? And I think it is when you can see how much you can learn from the people that you are guiding and supporting and that they can pour into you just as much as you're pouring into them. Like that's what creates a good leader versus having this hierarchy of, oh, well, she's the boss. So she has to be um, like, she knows everything. And it's like, I am not above scrubbing toilets. I am not above throwing out the trash. Like anything that I ask any of my assistants to do or anyone that works with me, I'm like, I have, and am willing to do that as well. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like I'm willing to help out Mm-hmm. in any way that I can, because mm-hmm. I don't expect you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. I love seeing your progression. It's so funny when you and I were texting and you're like, oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> I'm going down to a one chair. I was like, well, shit, I did not see that coming. Right. I know. I and, know. <clears throat> and it was such a hard decision. I freaking oh, sure. bawled my eyes out. Yeah. All of my eyes out. I felt so guilty. Like I couldn't continue supporting these girls. Mm. Um, but how that were like, really mad at me, but like that beautiful awareness that you're like, okay, I know that I cannot continue on this path and I have to reroute because I think oftentimes as leaders, we think, and I've fallen into this. I'm like, I just have to fucking keep hustling. I just have to keep hustling for these girls because like they're relying on me and I've created this. And what are people going to think if like I say that I've right. So it's like what beautiful awareness that you were able to see the bandwidth that you had and you were willing to reroute in a direction that yeah, might hurt. Right. And it might ruffle some feathers and you might lose some relationships that you really tried to foster. And also at the end of the day, if your family, and for most of us, our family is the most important thing to us, right? 100%. Our family, our emotional, our mental, our spiritual health. And if that's not for you, like maybe check in with yourself, right? Where are your priorities lying? <laughs> you need a meditation right, like, right now. Maybe let's drop in our bodies. Um, but in that space, like you saw, these are my priorities. How can I continue to invest in my priorities? And I'm sure that it was, it was, it's, it's a huge decision because I've made a decision like that where I was like, burn it all into the ground, like, (laughs) like break the lease, whatever we have to do, like let's reroute. And that's a really hard decision. I think oftentimes we stay in those positions for fear of the unknown out of fear. 
Absolutely. It's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know what's going to be next. It's easier. It's easier mm -hmm. to stay, isn't it? I think oftentimes it is, but as we stay there, we realize how much harder it actually is to stay. Yeah. Or how less happy Mm. you are. Like your potential for happiness is like Mm. quickly declining. Like I can say it has, we moved November 1st. That's literally been one month and Mm. I sleep so much better yeah. I've like totally entered this season of rest and like I watch TV again. Like I didn't watch TV for a year because I would be sitting in front of the TV on my laptop mm-hmm. doing stuff, yeah. just working on admin stuff. Yeah. And like, it's just, it wasn't a healthy lifestyle. So yeah, I think that the quicker you can make those tough decisions and really like, that's part of stepping into your power. Yes. Yeah. It's like realizing what's best for you and your family and just asking for forgiveness after. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if we look at it from those who you're serving, if you're serving in that energy, you're not giving those who you are serving quote unquote, who you're leading, who you're guiding. Like if you're not giving them your best version, then you're actually doing them a disservice as well. So you taking that step, making that pivot, taking that action towards the unknown, but the thing that you know that you are being called to, you're actually actually giving those who you're serving an opportunity to be served in a different way by maybe someone who can mentor them better, or maybe they are able to get an opportunity, yeah. right? Like maybe they were given an opportunity that they wouldn't have had if you kept yourself in that space. Yes. Yeah. And watching my girls now, like they're both in individual suites and they're flourishing. Ugh. And I'm like, I feel like you just needed permission mm-hmm. to like, not be under my wing. And just like, go do your own thing. Yeah. It's such a mama bird. I know. Right. (laughs) And it's like, it's so funny when we do have these conversations about like leadership and like training people. And then you get to a point where it's like, you got to leave the nest. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. And how beautiful to see that actually like come to life by the decision that you were able to make to like, trust yourself. Yeah. And then it's an accomplishment in of itself. Right. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay. Like I, I know that I did my job and the time that we spent together was enough. Yeah. I think too, when we're making those choices to shift and move with that, knowing that it's what we're supposed to be doing. Once we make the decision, how much more can we trust ourselves in the next decisions that we're going to be making, right? It just builds this beautiful level of trust. And I also think a connection to like a divine force that's like, see, right? Like I was always holding you. I will take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're always held, like you're always going to be supported. It may not look, and usually doesn't look the way that we think it's going to, but it's such a beautiful way to build trust in that relationship with yourself, with God, with source, whatever that means to you. I think that's really, really cool that you've been able to experience that. And I think that in this space, in this space too, with who you're going to be mentoring moving forward, if just your assistant behind the chair and also the women who are going to be shifting into working with you in a coaching standpoint, it's like, how cool that this is a part of your story that they can learn from as well and give them the permission that maybe they need. And they don't know that they need to be able to kind of step into the dark and hope for the best. Yeah. I like what you said about trusting myself. That's actually something I haven't thought of yet. Mm. Like in all the things that I've learned and like 
all the reflection I've been doing over that experience, I have no shame for leaving that. Like yeah. I for sure, like, I'm like, I don't feel like I fit like that business failed at all. I actually see a ton of success to that. And like the fact that I learned so much and the fact that the girls are able to carry on and be successful on their own. Yeah. I find a lot of success in that, but I didn't, I haven't really thought about the fact to trust myself in my power, because that's something that I have been working on all year. And that's something mm -hmm. I was working on with my coach, like stepping into my own power yeah, and like standing up for myself. Yeah. So that's so cool that you even touched on that. It was like expansive in that moment. Yes. We love to see it. <laughs> I know it's so funny. I think when you step into this role and I feel like you are in leadership in a, in a new avenue, right? Like leadership just looks different. And I think yeah. so many of us are being called to lead. And if you're listening to this right now and you feel like you are in a place where you are being called to lead and you don't know what it looks like, just know that if you're being called to step into the space of leadership, to be able to step into the place of like mentorship, coaching, leading a team, like whatever that looks like for you, if you're being called to that, you're meant for that. Yeah. And yeah. the only way that you are going to be able to trust that you're meant for it is by taking that leap of faith and by actually doing the leading, like whether that's hiring your very first assistant or that's going. And if you're in network marketing, like gathering up the women who you get to support and you get to lead, whatever that looks like, I'll just know that you're being called to that for a reason. I don't think because leadership is fucking hard. Like yeah. it is not this easy thing. And as you step into entrepreneurship, once you step from entrepreneurship to hiring and leading a team, you're hitting a new level of self. And if you are able to connect with yourself to make sure that you are using the tools for alignment for yourself, you're going to be the leader that somebody else like needs right now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm, everything, gee. everything happens for a reason. Yes. And I think it's so cool to be able to be in this human experience and have that awareness. And I think something that really shifted for me is the concept. And it's like a cutie little Pinterest quote that goes around, but like, there's no such thing as failure, yeah. right? You get to choose how you take your experiences. And if you can shift your mindset to everything happens for a reason, right? You get to decide what that reason is. Your mindset and your perception of that is going to dictate what happens next for you. So if you can look back on the things that you may have perceived as failure and look at, okay, I'm going to take a really real deep look into this. What did I learn? What did I experience? How did I grow? And you take that into whatever you choose to do next, you are going to flourish in a way that if you kept that idea that, oh, that was just a failure or, oh, that didn't work out for me it did work out for you. It actually was working in your favor. So shifting that mindset into what failure actually is to help you grow is going to be so beautiful. And Jane, I think that you were able to take an experience. And I know this is like a constant evolution, right? Like you've been in this world for over a decade, like this beautiful evolution of like, okay, <clears throat> I built my business this way and now I'm going to shift this way. And then it's going to be this beautiful like path that you get to go on. I'm so excited to see the path that you're going to continue on because like just being in your world for the past year and a half, I'm like, this girl is just making 
moves to step more into your power and to be the leader that so many people need you to be right now. And I love watching you just step into that. So thank you for sharing parts of your story with us today. Um, I would love for you to let everybody know where they can connect with you. And I would love to know what's next for you. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So best way to probably connect with me is through Instagram. Uh, my website is actually launching this week. I believe so. If so I can, fun. if I'm talking to my web designer, it's just createwithjane.com. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at createwithjane. I think Amazing. there's a period in there. Create period. No, create with period Jane. We'll link it down below. <laughs> oh Doesn't know her own Instagram yeah. handle. It's fine. No, we'll, we'll link it down below so you can find her really, really easy. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and what I'm working on next, yes, I'm launching my six figure beauty brand, um, course. It's a really simple course that lays out just foundational pieces of how I have built my business and how I have been able to support my family for the past seven years and to buy two homes and be able to continue to grow financially in that way and build that financial profile. Um, and I don't know what else is next. That's okay. I just want to step more into coaching and motherhood. Yeah. And um, I work three days behind the chair and it is like the perfect amount. So I don't plan on going any less or more with that. I love it. Awesome. We will make sure to link the course down below along with how you can connect with Jane. Jane, thank you for spending your time with me. I truly like love you so much. And I can't wait for us to go on a double date. I know that we've been talking about for like six months. Mm. I know (laughs) after the holidays, for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be so magical. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us on, on the reel today. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thanks Jane for being on with us. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye. We are so excited for the on the reel reboot that we wanted to celebrate with you. So if you are listening to this podcast episode and you want to enter to win a seat inside the Alliance Society, listen up. The Alliance Society is a monthly membership where you will access my 28-day alignment challenge with all of the tools to move into your own alignment. You will also unlock access to monthly alignment breathwork sessions with myself, along with alignment workshops, group coaching, expert trainings in mindset, finance, energetics, and more. And you will be able to join the community conversation inside of the Aligned Society, where other women who are building aligned soul-led businesses are there creating their own alignment as well. Learn more in the show notes below. And if you want to win a three-month membership to the Aligned Society, all you have to do is share your favorite podcast episode on Instagram, tag I am Tara Kirby and the Dreammaker Society, and we will be giving away one membership every week for a month.